Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Will you kindly welcome them with me? Today in Community Issues and Missions, we have Rachel Inouye, and Rachel is one of my dear, dear friends. Rachel, I just love you, and I am so excited that you are on the other end of the phone. So welcome, Rachel. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Well, I know that I love you, too, and so we kind of try to out-love each other in our text, <laughs> like, love you more, and you're so precious. No, you're so precious, dear friend. <laughs> it's so no, true. It's so good. Aww, yeah. yeah. I really think it's one of the um, stamps on us um, is how we relate and who we relate to. Like, that is from God and from the Holy Spirit. Like, He directs us to be connected with people because He knows who He has sovereignly wanted us to meet, and so... I think it's really fun. You know, mm. you think out of a sea of people, why do you know certain ones? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, we look back and we know mm-hmm. we met for a good reason. It's been good. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks for having me. You are so welcome. And, you know, it brings up a really great point. We're just jumping right in because I'd love for you to tell us about yourself and your ministry. And specifically, it segues right into how you and I met. And I, too, believe that it was a divine appointment. And mm-hmm. as you share, the listeners will see that you are it, it's true. You didn't connect with everybody, but God definitely connected mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I don't know, it was years ago, probably six or seven years ago, where I was asked to be in Pennsylvania and speak at a retreat for women, and that's what I do. I mm-hmm. um, I speak. I've been speaking since I could first talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <laughs> so love it. I, it's just like my dad said, once you started, you never stop. But <laughs> I, I pray that I also listen. I really do pray mm-hmm. that I'm also a good listener. But yeah, I love to encourage people. I think I'm on the planet to encourage and to breathe life into people and to... Um, I sometimes say to to get somebody up over a wall. You know how you interlace your fingers and you hold it down so somebody can put their foot mm. on and get uh, boosted up. It's just like if I can do that to anybody, if I can take my pom-poms out and cheerlead somebody on so that they will be in greater things or in a new area that God has called them to. So one of my taglines for like my podcast is, Rachel Lenoway, celebrating your significance and the genius of God in you. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like, oh, wow, what a great thing to have at the end of your podcast. But it really is me. It's like I, I see the significance in people sometimes before they do. and um, Or maybe it's in an area they think is a certain way, but God will kind of like shine a little flashlight on, oh, girl, you go over there and tell them this. You know, and I just celebrate people's significance because there isn't anybody on the planet that God hasn't already prepared something wonderful for and isn't going to use. So that's what I love to do. I love to encourage people. Uh, like I said, all things communication, but I, if I can speak with somebody one-on-one, love it. Mm. If I can encourage a group of people, like I've done Bible studies, love mm-hmm. that. When there is the masses, for some reason, that's when I feel like I always have a cord that's just dangling, almost like a tail would be for a dog with a long tail. <laughs> and the minute <laughs> I get around people or an audience, it's like it finds the voltage, and mm. then I just go. So doesn't really matter, but I would encourage 10, I would encourage uh, 1, and I would encourage 10,000. doesn't matter to me. Just hope to always be that way. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's how I feel alive. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's yeah. God's life flowing through you, which is so, so yeah. beautiful. Everything you've said so far uh, and everything that comes out of your mouth is just so beautiful. I love it. And it's because the Holy Spirit is so alive in you. And He loves everyone. He loves yeah. us first. And it so beautifully flows out of you loving others. And, you know, when we met... Yes, you were in Pennsylvania, and so for our listeners, you are all the way out in Wisconsin. That is right. And can you tell us the name of your city? Because when I send you things in the mail, I just think, (laughs) what? Like, how do you pronounce that? I'm trying to learn your name in a way, and then I have to learn your address, the city you're in. So what is it? (laughs) Okay, so first of all, let's start with the name. Okay. So I am a young gal, four girls in my family, parents from Iowa. Um, I'm going to say... Now with DNA testing, it's not really 100% sure, but it's like mainly Swedish, right? But I marry a Japanese-Chinese mixed man, <laughs> and his name is Inouye, so I've got all of these vowels, I-N-O-U-Y-E. And I so it's like, it. pick a vowel, Vanna, you know, so Inouye <laughs> is how you say it, and it's just like all over the board. I always say to people, well, I don't look Japanese or Chinese, but that's my name. And then I live in Waukesha. There you go. W-A-U. K-E-S-H-A. Now, some people say Waukesha, but it's Waukesha. So it's kind of a fun thing to roll off the tongue. But it's it's a beautiful little place in Wisconsin. And I reluctantly came here because I loved living in the Twin Cities when we lived in the Minneapolis area. I loved Minnesota. I loved my church. But I, I do like Wisconsin. We've been here 20 years wow. this month. Wow. This month, it's 20 years. We came in 2000. That's so, so great. Yeah. Yeah. And so I a long way from Pennsylvania though. Is and but that's what's so cool and for the way you said God put us together. I mean, who knew that you would come to Pennsylvania and speak at a retreat and I can remember, Rachel, when you were up front and I was clear in the back. I was the last table all the way in the back of the room, sitting yep. with girlfriends, loving being there, a night out, and you were just hilarious for one thing, had my attention right from the start, and my heart just connected with you. And yeah. you shared something with the audience. I loved how real, and of course you referenced your podcast already, it's called The the real deal. And that is the perfect right. name for you because you are the real deal. So there you were up front and you were starting your message and you were sharing with a group of us and you started sharing something from your heart that was very difficult, yeah. something that was going on in your life that was very difficult. And I am here to tell you, and I know you know this about me, but it was all I could do not to run up there wrap my arms around you and just pray for you right then and there. But I stayed, you know, at my table. I didn't interrupt what you were talking (laughs) about. But isn't it so precious that God gave us that opportunity later in the night for me to do just that, wrap my arms around you and pray and pray we did. And we have not stopped praying. No, no. (laughs) It, It was actually so beautiful because number one, I really could roll with it had you come up there and just hugged me and prayed. <laughs> and number one, I would have probably embraced that the spirit's moving like that. Mm. But not everybody does. And mm-hmm. so how would you know if the speaker would be tipped over by that? Like, exactly. what just happened? You know, <laughs> but, um, but even then, like my sister-in-law lives in Gettysburg. And so she had come to visit and it was really sweet because I wanted to see her and catch up with her just a minute. She 
you know, didn't travel very far, but it was sweet that she had come. So I wanted to visit with her. And then it was this glamping event where it was glamorous camping. So people were outside and inside. And as a speaker, it's like some people like to go off to their room mm. and have their little Perrier and their little, you know, mm-hmm. sparkling water and just be alone. But I'm not that kind of speaker. Mm-hmm. I want to be with the people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a little hard for me to have that time away. But then I knew when she had to leave, I was like, oh, I got to go get to see these women. Well, it had started to disperse a little bit. And I went into this, like, almost coffee house cafe area. Mm-hmm. And I saw some people in the booth. And I think that you were the four of or whatever. And mm-hmm. so we did. We just struck up a conversation. And I was overwhelmed with how cute it was that they had made the bridal suite or the <laughs> bridal room at this church. They turned it into my kind of, like, master bedroom and and so, and because it was camping, there was like a little pup tent in the corner. Mm-hmm. And this wouldn't just be totally me. I, was, I just said, oh my gosh, you guys, you have to come see my room. Yeah. So I, you know, brought you guys in and showed you that they had this pup tent with lights hanging. And it, it was just really, really a cute thing. But in there, there was something, there was a woman who was praying over her daughter. And mm-hmm. I was praying over a difficult situation in our family with my daughter. And, and then we all just started kind of warring together and thanking God and praying. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. My heart was immediately connected to yours. And you know, you know, sometimes when it's like, oh, I like her. She's got cute shoes. Or, <laughs> wow, I love her handbag. Maybe she could go shopping. But <laughs> that wasn't it. It was like, whoa. Yeah. It was like this vortex. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I have to know this woman. Yeah. And so what was sweet is that I don't remember how it connected or stayed connecting, but we've become friends since. Yeah. Ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it is absolutely amazing. And I have to say, so that room was just absolutely adorable. Yes, the glamping, that was a different thing we tried and it was fun. And, um, I loved that you invited us back to your room because you're right. Mm. Some speakers, you know, they're just like off they go and maybe you could schedule a time somewhere in the weekend, you know, to sit and have some time with them. But you were just an open book. Your heart was just open to all of us and it still to this day means so much. But here's the thing I have thought about since then, Rachel. You really slept there, didn't you? I mean, like you were alone in the church. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's a holy place, but I would think it would be scary in the middle of the night alone in a great big church. Like, did you just lock yourself in the room or, or what? I mean. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I remember. I don't know if there's a bathroom in there. I think yes, there's a bathroom there is. in there. Mm-hmm. So I was fine, you know, till the morning. In the morning, I had to get up and go down the hallway to find, I don't know if I needed some water or a cup of, I'm sure they had everything for me because I remember the little refrigerator. The only little, okay, this is so dumb, you can edit this out or keep it if you want, but I remember <laughs> they gave me this wonderful gift basket with, you know, of course, Hershey's chocolate because of Hershey, Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. like um, wonderful things. You know, the speaker gets paid, but then also like sometimes a gift bag. But when I went back to Wisconsin, they they confiscated my apple butter. Oh my! This <laughs> was liquid, and I said to them, "Oh my gosh!" And you know, I really, I didn't know if I'd have time to run it back and stick it in my suitcase. But the, the man said, "I'm so sorry." I said, "Well, can you please take it? Like, give it to your wife or something?" Oh he said, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, I can't do that." Anyway, that's such a dumb detail. I think it's so funny, but that is just crazy. And all this time, I didn't know that. That is just so funny. But I still had a a soy candle that I've burned before. It sounds silly, but when you have um, been given something, it lasts longer than the weekend you're there. And and not only in a gift basket, but when the Holy Spirit deposits things in you, the people you're hoping will still remember things and 
I will remember things that go well beyond a weekend. That's mm-hmm. always my hope. I will say to people, now, here's the deal. I want to be here today, give you my all, but sometimes it feels like a one and done. But mm. when I leave, you may never see me again. And so that's why I feel like God called me to do things like the blog and the podcast and the YouTube videos and things like that. So it's not a one and done. Mm-hmm. Not just so they can follow Rachel in a way, but if they found encouragement, if they felt like they were getting life spoken over them in any way, or if they connected to me, because that's part of the way God does it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then there's a continuation that can happen. So that maybe it's not just, you know, one weekend seven years ago, but there's a continuing of ministry. That Mm -hmm. would be my hope in some ways, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you have written two books now, and actually, I guess a third, if you consider the journal that goes with the one book, but I'd love for you to tell the listeners about the books. And we don't want to forget to say your website. I'd love to hear how people can connect with you and potentially get your books. And I also want you to share about your movement. I absolutely love your movement. Right. Well, I am passionate about that. So I would consider it part of the Celebrate movement. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, it's basically my mantra, don't compare, don't compete, celebrate. And I will, I would love to unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the website is just my name, R-E-C-H-E-L-I-N-O-U-Y-E. Dot org. So just my name, org, And from that website, you can get to all things. It connects to the podcast. It connects to the blog. So the podcast is called The Real Deal. You can get it anywhere that, you know, platforms are available for podcasts. And my dad is R.D. Richard Dean. And he always told us to just be the R.D., be the real deal. Mm-hmm. Just be the authentic, you know, version of who you are. And it freed me, even as a kid, to just be who I was. So that's the real deal. And then a blog is probably about every other week, and it's called Fresh Perspective for Everyday Life. Because I really do believe, like, God allows me to see things one way and kind of pivot and show people, but what about this? Or maybe God thinks that. Or did you ever consider this? And so it's not just to do a little cartwheel on them, but it's literally how my brain works and how my spirit operates. So that's the blog. And there's also YouTube videos, free content out there. And then I just recently wrote a book. So... I'm excited about that. Maybe we can talk another time about that. But he speaks hearing the voice of God through journaling. And it's just really about stilling ourselves. And every one of us are wired to hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. So when we still ourselves enough, it says, be still and know that I am God. So sometimes we just have to sit our little fanny down, quiet ourselves for a second. And then I really believe through journaling, it's helped me just hear and write it down, just immediately write what I heard. So my hope is that people can practice the art of listening. Maybe they've been listening well beyond the years I have. Maybe they're just a novice. It doesn't matter. We all can practice the art of listening because it's a skill, and any skill needs to continue to be honed. So you can hear him through dreams. You can hear him in creation. You can hear him through an anointed preacher. You can hear him in a song lyric. You know, his voice is everywhere, and he says, my sheep hear my voice. So I'm just convinced that um, he speaks is going to have a wide-reaching audience. I really do. God told me it's now. Mm-hmm. There are so many voices out there. Now everybody needs to be trained in a new level to hear my voice. And then I wrote a companion journal just to continue to keep the momentum going called I'm Listening. So I'm excited about both of them. I really am. I feel like God's doing something with it. And he, he used lily pads, stories of God on display, and people have enjoyed that. So 
Who knows? Maybe I'll write more books. I have more to say. Always have more to say. Amen. <laughs> I love it. And I wish we had more time for you to say more, but maybe we'll have you on another program. Rachel, Absolutely. as always, it has been a delight, and I am just so grateful for you in my life and all that you do to bless others. Thank you so much, and thank you for being on Community Issues and Missions. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. I'm really glad to be here. Number one, we could do this all day. Like, <laughs> you know, Maybe we just need to do the next 15 episodes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I just love being with you, Lisa, but... We have more to say. We always have more to say. We really do. And I just love that you have been talking since the very beginning. I love that your dad said that about you. And, you know, we talked about a couple things that I want to jump right back into. And one of them is, would you tell our listeners your website and how they can get a hold of you? And then what I'd really love, Rachel, is I'd love to hear about your books. You had mentioned on the last program just a little bit about them, but maybe you could tell us how they came to be and maybe if you have a favorite chapter or something, just share your books with us and your website and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, yeah, so I have two books, three books, uh, I guess we could say. My latest is called He Speaks. And it's about hearing the voice of God. We are all wired to hear his voice. It says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. It also tells us in the Old Testament, the story of Eli and little Samuel. And he keeps waking up and running to Eli. And, and Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And he does this three times until Eli realizes, oh, I bet you it's the Lord. And so he tells him, hey, if it happens again, you say, speak, Lord, for your servant here. And we know that. He did that, and God spoke to Samuel. And so we know it's something that we're all wired to do. And to be honest, Lisa, I wanted to write it because I kind of wanted to debunk the thought that God cannot speak to us, mm-hmm. unless it's like Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Mm-hmm. You know how people, I, I listen, I love the Word of God. I preach the Word of God. I teach the Word of God. I am steeped in the Word of God. I, there's nothing better. When people say I don't hear Him, I say, read your Bible out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I really do. But I also know that He speaks to us personally. Because when you're in relationship with somebody, you communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know anybody who would get married and then their spouse would never speak to them again. So God does speak to us. I kind of wanted to debunk that it's only in his word because it's dreams, it's creation, it's visions, it's through a anointed preacher, whatever, like I talked about in the last episode. So he speaks is really important to me. And people will always talk about evangelism. Like they'll use the part in Hebrews where it says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Well, wait a minute. Does he speak or doesn't he speak? You just mm-hmm. said today if you hear his voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we got to marry the fact that God uh, called Jesus the word. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get a you know fire in my belly about it. But I really believe that when I started to hone the art of listening to him and I was growing like crazy because I was realizing all he wanted to say to me in the beginning was, I love you. Mm. Oh, I love you, daughter. I made you. And the more I continued, I was like, is that all you've got? And then I was like, are you kidding me? Is that all you've got? It's from the top of the universe <laughs> telling me, I love you. I made you just be you. Mm. And I really think that's kind of helped form my identity talks that I've given around the nation and kind of my, my identity like in me is that everybody should just be who they are, mm-hmm. you know, the unique creation that they are. And it, it kind of forms a celebrate movement. It forms my talks. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I honor who you are. It's like this whole ball of wax. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wrote that. And I'm really excited to see all of what God does. So mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting. And 
But lily pads, it feels like my firstborn. Mm-hmm. And lily pads isn't my story. It's not a chronological thing from birth to now. It's not even my testimony. But it is things that have happened to me. And it's called lily pads, stories of God on display. And it's one of the ways I see God. He will show me something in the natural world. And then he'll teach me a spiritual truth. So here's an example. Like I was looking out at lily pads one day and I was taking pictures of them. We were out on a dock. We were getting ready to go um, to shore. And I just saw all the lily pads touching each other. And he said, see all those lily pads? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. I'm taking a picture of them. And he goes, see how they touch each other? I want you to touch other people's lives mm. and be in community like this. You see how they're floating on top of the water and they're not sinking? Yeah, I do, God. And he's like, I sustain you. I uphold you with my righteous right hand. Like he was just talking to me in scripture through what I see, right? Mm -hmm. And then he was telling me that their root system goes way down and you need to be rooted in him. And then I interrupted him kind of and I was like, God, but you see the the really bright, incredible white flowers sticking up (laughs) over there. And he's like, yeah, and I said, can I be the flower? (laughs) Thank you. And it was just, so I wrote that lily pads. The way he talked to me there is how he talks to me in creation. Or when I'm talking to somebody, I feel like it's not just so that I could have a little illustration so that when I go speaking, I could tell them this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, preachers and teachers do have illustrations, but it's like he couldn't stop teaching me everywhere I went and mm-hmm. what I was looking at. So mm-hmm. he's on display. He's on display everywhere. So one, I don't really know if I have a favorite chapter, although chapter two, the tooth fairy and identity mm-hmm. is called really formed my identity message mm. in knowing who you are and mm-hmm. not comparing yourself to anybody, not competing for God's love because he's got enough, and to celebrate who you are and who other people are, along with worship and celebrate God. So that's one. Maybe the another one that sticks out to me right now is um, it might be called Chapels and Elevators, I think, and we went down to um, the lower level of Mercy Hospital in Des Moines, Iowa, riding the elevator, and we walked into the chapel because my dad, the patriarch of our family, was gathering us. This was 12 years ago, and my brother-in-law died, and it was pretty sudden. Mm. And so uh, that would be a special chapter to me today. Uh, and actually, my dad has had a diagnosis that's a really, really difficult one. It feels like we all just got punched in the gut. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, my tears have been uh, sorrowful, mm-hmm. but they've been tears of joy mm-hmm. and gratitude for how grateful I am to have a dad that has loved God and loved my mom and they've been married 69 years and, you know, loved his daughters well. So that chapter resonates with me today because I remember him telling us how grateful we were to be in Steve's life and that because of all the things that were happening to his body, we needed to prepare ourselves to let him go. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of interesting now thinking yeah. about those words coming from my dad you know, with mm-hmm. things. But anyway, that's more than you wanted to know. But yeah, I love to communicate. I love to encourage people. And I never knew that I would be an author, never knew that I would be a writer. I find myself a communicator for sure. Mm-hmm. But Lisa, I couldn't even read as a kid. Really? Like I really, like I was always in the bluebird group or something. And the other people <laughs> were like, the eagles or the, you know, I'm like, okay, I get it. You, you can call us whatever you want. I'm the slow group. <laughs> couldn't spell. Um, I, you know, sentences didn't make any sense. I just feel like in our weakness, God is strong and it Amen. just shows me that God is good. And when he has a plan for you, he will rise above your own propensities and your own um, natural abilities, I guess. Mm-hmm. There is nothing slow about you. You love the Lord lavishly as he first loved you. You go after people in a loving way, sharing the Holy Spirit 
and praying all the time. I love all of that about you. And so thank you for sharing so much about your books. And I'm so excited. I hope the listeners will, will get those and enjoy those. And there's another thing that comes to my mind, and that is that you spent about three weeks, maybe it was close to four weeks with me one summer since you live out in Wisconsin and I live in Pennsylvania. God orchestrated it for you mm-hmm. to come to mm-hmm. Pennsylvania to a very powerful situation. Would you talk to the listeners about that? Oh, absolutely. Well, number one, if you're listening right now and you have something on your heart, I just want you to know that God will make a way and he'll make it really clear. So be encouraged because, Lisa, I saw something from Global Awakening and I was interested in going to this School of Supernatural Ministry and just kind of discovering some things that I would say were not always presented to me in my church environment, Mm -hmm. and I became so hungry for more of God, it was ridiculous. Like, I'm already praying for people everywhere I go. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's the post office, the Panera. I can tell you one of the stories, my favorite one from a Panera, but it just doesn't matter, you know? And so I I got to thinking, you know, healing is the children's bread. It's like if if somebody encounters God and they're healed in their body, they want to know this Jesus. Talk about power evangelism. They want to know who God is because of that. And so I wanted to go and study under Randy Clark, Dr. Randy Clark, and be at Global Awakening. And so I started clicking on this information, and lo and behold, it says, well, the classes are, and, and you can do all of your degree and things like that online. But there's not much about me that's like a huge online person, even mm-hmm. though now we're like, oh, everything is online. I wanted to go in person, so I clicked on the experience for the summer, and it was in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I'm like, I've only spoken in Mechanicsburg in Pennsylvania one time, mm-hmm. and it was in Mechanicsburg. <laughs> so I just started laughing. I'm like, God, you're cracking me up. Like yeah. I even, because there's something about me that's adventuresome and will just go, and there's something about me that likes familiar. Mm-hmm. And God knows that about me. Yeah. So like the adventure met the familiar, and I was able to call you, and you were like, if this happens, absolutely, you have a place to stay. And so the reason I want to um, talk about what happened there is it changed so much of my trajectory. I I do want to speak. I do want to encourage. I do want to celebrate. But I also want to minister in new ways. And I mm-hmm. feel like I was equipped during that time mm-hmm. to take a ministry section of my talk and just say, hey, listen, there's some people here with depression. We need to break that off in the name of Jesus. And mm-hmm. let me release what I carry, you know, all that kind of stuff. So let me tell you two things from scripture that changed mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. One was prior to going to global where it was, re- I was reading that uh, God did all of these things through Jesus, and Jesus did things on the earth, and greater things will we do. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that, and I was like, okay, I haven't even started really chipping away at the things that he did, mm-hmm. let alone the greater things, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was so convicted, like, Lord, I just want to do the things you did, and then I believe if I obey, you're going to bring me to the greater things, you know? But I was so challenged by that. So that started that. And now I would have to say there's even this part in Scripture from Romans chapter 5 where it says that we will have such abundant grace and the gift of righteousness that we will have the much more Mm. and we will have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so I'm telling you those two things between the greater things and the much more, I am going (laughs) <laughs> yes. I'm like, I mean, I was a little track runner when I was a kid. I was a hurdler, mm. but I feel like I'm in the blocks and somebody's got the gun and they're just going, <laughs> go, Rachel, go, because I just want to go after all this stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of hard because I, I don't always feel like I have a lot of synergy, like people are really going for it with me, but it doesn't matter when you're this hungry, you 
you get fed. God promises to satisfy the hungry. You go. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because I remember in one of your things you were sharing with us at the retreat when you first came to speak, you you would say, you go, girl. And you were encouraging us. And here it is. You're going. And I remember when you stayed with us, that was one of the most amazing times. We loved it, too. And I say we because my husband and son, they still say, when is Rachel coming back? We had such a great time. And I can remember, Rachel, you would come home and share with us what took place during the day. And one of the things was you would go into Harrisburg and you would pray for the people on the streets Mm -hmm. or on Mm -hmm. their porches or something of that. And that was really exciting. And so the way God wired you, just like you said, you can pray for someone in the post office or Panera. And I'd love for you to share your cute story about Panera if you wanted to. Before I tell the Panera story, I just want to tell you one quick memory I have of being in Harrisburg. We were walking around and just looking for people we could pray for or who we could encourage. And we saw this firefighter standing outside of the firehouse. And he was he was just on the lawn or the, you know, the driveway. And so we walked up and we asked him, hey, you know, we're just walking around seeing if there's people we can pray for or if we could encourage anybody. Do you have to have any pain in your body? You know, whatever it was. We introduced who we were, said our names and all that. And so we prayed for him. And then somebody else had a word of knowledge about him when he was like eight years old or some beautiful thing. He got tears in his eyes. He was so grateful. We said, thank you so much for what you do and who you are. And then what was beautiful is that he then, we think we are praying for one person because we're like, who's out here, God, today? He said, why don't you come on into the station? So we go through this little narrow way between all of the um, fire engines and we're led to the back. And what was so beautiful is God had let us talk to one, but he was the fire chief. And what was beautiful about it is that they were having some sort of training. So instead of who was just on duty that day, they all, he called them all down and they came from the stairwells and they came from the back rooms and they were all in the area and we could just pray over and bless and thank and talk to God over all of them. It was just so great. It was like, okay, one, but really he represented the whole uh, team of them. So that was just really fun. So I, but I, I will tell you the Panera story too. So I just believe that we are on mission every day and we're not on mission when we've got our lapel mic on and we got our cute little outfit on and when somebody's, you know, telling us go for it and you got your audience. So I just feel like God has us in the world all the time. So I had been speaking at something in my town at like a mom's meeting and this gal said, Hey, when you're finished, let me take you out for lunch. So I accepted. I said, that's great. Where do you want to go? She said, I'll meet you up the Panera. So we drove separate cars. So I arrived earlier. I'm standing, waiting, you know, looking at the menu and whatever. And there's this gal beside me and she's got scrubs on. And so I turned and they said, oh, hey, are you a nurse? And she said, "Uh, no, I'm just a hospice worker. And Lisa, Mm. I am telling you something in my spirit just rose up. I'm like, hang on a second. (laughs) And my husband, Michael, would know this makes me almost furious. I said, did you just say just hospice Mm -hmm. worker? I said, can I tell you a story? Well, about a week or so before I was at the Panera, I met for coffee with my girlfriend, and she was telling me that both of her parents passed, Mm. and her parents maybe died maybe about six months apart, and she was telling me about the beautiful way that God ushered them into glory and how he was with them through these hospice workers Mm. and how they were incredible in Mm. what they did. And so she was, this is the conversation a week before I get to Panera, God's giving me this, and so I said to her, can I just tell you a little story about my friend told her the things about the hospice worker? I said, so I just want you to know God uses you powerfully and you're amazing. Thank you for doing what you do. 
and she gets a little misty and she said, oh, thanks. So what was sweet about that is I go and I, you know, they say next, I get my pick too and I get my salad and my <laughs> potato or whatever I'm getting, maybe my soup. And they give you that little thing that lights up and I step to the side. So I'm standing by the pot machine and she comes around the corner and she said, hey, I just want to thank you. That really means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I can't believe what you said to me. And I said, hey, you may think this is funny or weird, but could I just pray a blessing over you? Mm-hmm. She said, Absolutely. So I said, I'm going to keep my eyes open and everything doesn't matter, but do you care if I touch your shoulder? So I touch your shoulder, you know, laying on of hands is really important and God commands it and says it's a good thing. So I just lay my hand on her shoulder and I just blessed her. And I remember she told me she had sons, so I blessed her family and her sons in Jesus' name, amen, whatever came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And there's this big man, this big imposing man getting his fountain soda. He's like, I don't know, Diet Coke or whatever. <laughs> and he goes, he turns his head toward us and he goes, I don't know what that was all about, but amen. <laughs> <laughs> that and is so precious. Like, so fun. So and it's kind of like, you know, God go, giving you the wink from heaven, like, you know what? You may felt, it may feel awkward, but I just want you to know I see you and it's all good. So it, it's just fun. Amen. Rachel, (laughs) you truly are the real deal. And yes, amen to all of this. It has been so super fun having you on this program. And I know we're going to have you back again because we just can't stay away from each other. God has put us together and it is so good. Such a sweet blessing. So Rachel, bless you today. And thank you so much for being on Community Issues and Missions. Thank you, Lisa. It was my privilege. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 